So for me, creativity is something that is natural, that we don't have to find or we don't have to fight for. It is. We are it. We just need to get rid of these detractors and stop being so unfocused and so... Um, yeah, paying attention to, to the things that are that are out there and then we are feeding them we're not feeding us welcome home to soul shine radio i'm your hostess Lindsay martin ellis embodied intuitive spiritual guide author and speaker This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution to surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. soul fam welcome back i feel like i'm gonna keep this intro short and sweet i'm pretty excited about this week's episode with ria sokol she is originally from poland such a bright light there was so much medicine that i gleaned from our conversation and so many similarities on our path but also so many unique and vast differences. And I really love bringing people onto the show that are grounded in their spirituality, in their understanding of reality, in the honesty of what it means to live our dharma and live our dreams. It's funny, we recorded this. Hold on, I think I have it right here. Let me see. We recorded this a month ago. It feels even longer (laughs) just because I've had travel and so much transition going on. And I feel like since COVID, our concept of time is changing, at least for me. And I I know when I talk about this with loved ones and friends, I, I feel like everybody's kind of in the same boat where time is really wonky right now. <laughs> um, but we kind of dive in to some, just a little bit about Rhea's story and kind of how her her childhood, teens and 20s kind of set, set her up for being a global speaker. Um, she wrote this beautiful, what I believe was a transmission of this this poem during COVID when COVID had hit and it went viral, <laughs> no pun intended. And and this poem changed her life overnight. It just spread like wildfire throughout the world. And she talked about all of the blessings that it brought and also a lot of the initiations. We talk about creativity, self-expression, um, 
the true nature of abundance. I mean, we just really kind of touched on everything and it was just a beautiful conversation. And like I said, there was so much like, um, how do I even put this? Like, I feel like I needed to launch this episode at this time because I know in last week's episode, I talked to you about how the dynamic of the podcast is changing. We're approaching the one year anniversary and I'm just feeling like I'm feeling, I know the last several podcast episodes, I've really been in it. And I, you know, like transparency is the name of the game over here. And I feel like I have sat with myself and moved a lot of what was being asked to be revealed. And I feel like I know what is next for me in terms of how I get to show up in the world and just the parts of me that I was still hiding or compartmentalizing and how I want to really ground in conversations about spirituality and what it means to be a human in a very practical and accessible way. And Rhea, like it was, it was exactly that. It's exactly, you know, the conversation that we had. So yeah, we also talk about like, loss and grieving and how it's like and how things happen and there's things that are unexplainable in in our human experience and how we just like get to trust through our healing journey and through being with it and being in the mess I mean it was just such a beautiful conversation and you know I kind of forgot like kind of when I'm in (laughs) when I'm interviewing people I'm really dropped in and it's almost like, you know, there's times where I'll get off an interview or a call and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was powerful. But I can't even tell you what was asked. Like, I can't even tell you the exact questions that I asked because I was so in the zone. And I think this conversation, whenever I kind of go back and especially with newer conversations, like this was from a month ago for me to be able to kind of like integrate it and play it back. Um, I just am starting to notice how at home I am in my body when I'm having these conversations, how natural it is for me, how much I enjoy it, how necessary I feel that it, that it is for, for humans at this time to be able to, to receive. And that is the medicine that I needed. Like, okay, I love this. This is my passion. This lights me up and I want to do it my way. And so the way that the podcast, like, it's funny, like just the name of the podcast, the, like I talked about this last week, but I just want to be so honest. Like there's things that are, it's like I've overpassed who I was when I launched the podcast a year ago and I get to change it again. And there's like, like, and I'm excited about it <laughs> and I want to, and I'm ready. Cause I feel like once I relaunch it and again, I'm not like changing everything and scrapping it. I'm just evolving it. And I feel like I'm so excited to do that because I just feel like it's going to open up so many more doors for who gets to come on the show and who it gets to impact and and all of the things and the messaging that gets to spread across the world. And so I just want to remind you of like, it's been challenging to be in the pause in the way that it's been. There's been a lot of transition with me moving and all these other things, beautiful blessings happening in my life. And now it's like, oh yeah, this is the thing that's lighting me up. This is the thing that's bringing me joy. This is the thing that's growing. This is the thing that feels most meaningful. 
and I get to evolve it and it doesn't feel like a chore or it doesn't feel like a mistake or it doesn't feel like something I don't want to do. I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to revamp it. And so I want this to be, you know, like just some inspiration for you when you're in your creative process and, you know, constantly tinkering and evolving things. And this is kind of how we come to learn what becomes a priority. Right. And so it was like, it was almost like this was one of the episodes that it was, it was kind of like, it hit me. Oh, I'm in my element. Oh, this felt good. Oh, this is going to touch people in a deep way. And that is everything to me. So I'm excited for you to tune into this episode. Check out the show notes for all the ways to get in touch with Rhea. She sings, she dances, she writes poetry. She's a speaker. Oh my gosh. Like I cannot wait until you hear the two and a half minute coronavirus coronavirus poem that's called Thank You Coronavirus, which I play in the episode. It's just, it's still, you know, even though COVID, how many years ago was that now? 2020, March of 2020. Is that right? (laughs) Um, So what, over three years ago, like we still know, we still viscerally know the impact. Like we still can go back to that moment. We still know the initiations that, um, like that we're kind of brought forward in a very abrupt way across the planet. And, um, her poem just moved me to tears even years later, you know? And so that's the power of truth telling and self-expression in this way and being bold and taking a risk. So I'm excited for you to tune in. Thank you for playing with me. And yeah, I'm feeling really, really good, (laughs) which honestly, for the last several podcast episodes, I like, I, you know, you know, I keep it real. Like I really was in it and now I'm like emerging again. (laughs) and It feels so, so, so delicious to be in this space. All right, beauties. Love you so much. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to Soul Shine Radio. I have the beautiful Rhea Sokol here today, and I am so excited to share her beautiful wisdom. Would you like to say hello for a moment to our beloved community? Hello, beloved community of Lindsay, also hopefully mine. I am super delighted to be here and to share everything that will come through this conversation today. And you also have a little puppy on your lap. So we have puppy medicine here, unconditionally loving puppy medicine here. What's your pup's name? Her name is Lady Marvel. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) My dog wanted to come in here, but I'm like, "Mm, not today, because sometimes she gets a little distracted and then wants to go out and then wants to go look outside and bark at the squirrels. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that you brought your puppy here today. Well, I'm excited to connect. So looking at your your bio here, you're an internationally acclaimed artist, a speaker, and a viral content creator. And you gained widespread recognition for your video poem, Thank You Coronavirus, which has been translated into dozens of languages and has received awards at various international festivals. At the age of six, since the age of six, you've been on stage as a singer, and now you're an accomplished public speaker with your unique approach to human existence, revolutionizing communities and making an impact on the world. So you're a dynamic human. There's so many places that I want to go. 
But first, I want to maybe talk about how things started for you and would love to hear about your life being on stage and and maybe even when you when you felt the desire and the impulse to switch gears from singing to speaking and maybe just give a little insight about about your life. I know you're from Poland. I don't know if you currently live there now. So just a little bit of like who you are and, and how you got to this point in time. Amazing. Thank you so much for all these questions. So, um, yes, my name is Ria Sokol. I am from Poland and I did start it very early on the stage and I was actually put on a tremendous stage because I was traveling the world, singing and dancing as a soloist in this group. I was a little kid. There were like hundreds and thousands of uh, people in the audience. So it was quite a challenge. At the uh, When I'm looking back, I can see that it was something big, but I guess that it also taught me how to hold crowds. And since I remember, the most fascinating thing was that, first of all, I was always feeling some kind of unexplainable feeling inside of me when I was on the stage that was not compared, like I couldn't compare it to anything else. And the second thing was the sparkle in people's eyes as I was on the stage. And then after my performances. So that was both. It was something that really built me, but also it hooked me because I was realizing after I was a teenager that I am I am kind of addicted to it. It's like if you ask me what I want to do, it's like I want to do that. I, I cannot even imagine doing anything else, but to take and to to cause, maybe not take, but to cause that sparkle in people's eyes. So then I went into show business as a singer. Um, but back then I was so insecure. I was I had so many ideas and opinions about myself. And it was so easy for me to get hooked on one comment that was negative in the midst of thousands of other comments that were loving and positive. And as I started collecting these negative comments, I spiraled down to depression. So that took me because I really was clear that I don't want to take any any conventional methods medications and that I want to find the way to get out of this hell as I call it as I called it back then I it took me some time but it also took me so deeply inside of me so it was almost like I was 20 something and I was finding out who I am like I had no idea who I was I, I was looking at the surface and I was judging the surface and people told me like, you have to accept yourself, but I wasn't able to accept it because it actually wasn't me. It was the surface of me. So as I went deep, as I dove, dove in to this 
abundance that is inside. Um, I started traveling. I started healing. I started doing lots, a lot of work. And from there, I started sharing my story because I got out of depression. And as I started sharing my story, I started being invited to the stages and to doing workshops. So I started to train myself. I wanted to do trainings because I wanted to be like professional. I wanted to be like, I, I just wanted to go deeper, even deeper, because back then I wasn't, it was not so common to be a speaker or motivational speaker. It was, especially in Poland, it was like no one knew what that was. Mm-hmm. So it was, no one knew why I'm doing it. I also didn't know, but I knew that I want to be really good at this. Mm-hmm. So that took me back into into being on the stage, into speaking, into also I am still singing because on my performances you can see me doing lectures, you can see me dancing, you can see me singing. So I merged all that and and I am ready for the world to 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 hear me, to see me, to to have to to be impacted by everything that I found out about life. Mm, I love this. And I know you and I are newly acquainted. And I love asking this question because time and time again, it's very different experiences, right? Growing up in different parts of the world and different family dynamics and and having something, right, that cracks us wide open that allows us, if we so choose the calling to look deeper at ourselves and to go deep within. For me, it was debilitating hormonal health issues and And I did the same thing, wanted a holistic route after being on medication for over 10 years and doctors telling me this is how it had to be, leaving corporate as an engineer, right? But like recognizing, so within six months, I essentially healed myself from the inside out physically from the hormonal imbalances. And yet it opened me up to all of the different bodies, right? The mental body, emotional body, spiritual body, and it just continued to deepen And it sounds like for you, right, every part of your life, like being on stage and now you get to integrate all of those aspects of you from when you were younger and all of those things that you enjoyed that lit you up that you felt that you were made for. Right. Um, But the question that I think I really want to ask you right now is what would you tell that little girl now or that teenager, or that 21-year-old, whatever age you started to really feel the pressure of pop culture and the weight of the world and society's expectations about who you get to be and what you get to look like, what would you tell her now, now that you have all of this wisdom that you've gleaned from your experiences? This is a fascinating question. And I know that there are there is so much wisdom that I could share with her just now. But if I'm honest, I would I would let her do everything she wanted to do. I would just tell her, go experience, live, make, make mistakes, fall down, get up, find out who you are. Just do everything you're doing. Everything is perfect. Literally. The... It's almost like the treasure, the the treasure that I found, thanks to everything that happened to me, thanks to the biggest hell that I went through, I wouldn't change it, I wouldn't change it to anything else. 
Like it was so freaking worth it. It was, it was, it was a response to all my dreams from childhood. Like I really wanted to, to make impact on the planet. I really wanted to make people know that I was here and I didn't know how it's going to happen. And I couldn't know that because in the wildest dreams, I wouldn't be able to think that it's going to happen that way. Because the speaker wasn't even a thing, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago. So I am so touched by this whole journey and how I guided myself or however we want to call it. Someone guided me, whatever um, you prefer, whichever version you prefer, that I would only tell her, like, it's happening. I love it. I would, do, <laughs> I would do the same thing, right? Because it's like, this is actually what supports us in our evolutionary journey, right? It's like, this is it. Every, there's, there's heartbreak, right? There's broken bones, there's broken hearts. There's, there's things in our experience that again, like crack our heart wide open and show us what we're really made of made of and and bring us closer to that vision for our lives and I love that you said that right because I feel the same way I wouldn't change a single thing from my past I wouldn't be here in this moment having this conversation with you if I if I did change any of that so thank you for your integrity and your honesty and now you get to be that beacon of light and hope and and you know children and women your age and beyond and right get to look at you and see that and and witness you in your power in this way and make decisions from that place and and that feels really special so thank you for for being in integrity with that well i want to share this two and a half minute poem so this was the video poem that you created because just what I'm hearing from you, from your own individuated experience, it supported you in recognizing various perspectives and in and, and recognizing that life was happening for you and that every event that was presented to you was an opportunity for you to claim something for yourself. And I imagine this poem would not have been birthed if you would have done it any other way in life. So I want to share, I've never actually done this on the podcast before, but. You said you would play with me in this. So I'm going to share my computer sound and we're going to play it. And then I want to ask you some questions about it because at least the the video I have here, it has 500,000 downloads and views. And I imagine there's various, the various videos. I'm sure it's in the millions. It's been translated into many languages. And so this has reached millions since the inception of COVID. And, and I want to talk about this. So just sit back if you're in a place to to close your eyes and to just receive this beautiful love and wisdom. I invite you to just sit back, close your eyes and receive this, and then we'll get into some conversation. Here we go. Thank you for shaking us and showing us we are dependent on something much bigger than we think. Thank you for making us appreciate the luxury we lived in abundance of products, freedom, health, and realizing we were taking it for granted. Thank you for stopping us to make us see how lost we were in the busyness 
not having time for the most basic things. Thank you for allowing us to put aside all our problems we thought were so important and showing us what is actually important. Thank you for stopping the transport. The earth was begging us to look at the pollution for a very long time. We didn't listen. Thank you for all the fear. It has been a global disease for years, but not many of us wanted to face it. And now we have to face it and learn how to embrace it with love and with the support of our community. Thank you for this re-evaluation of our lives. Thank you as we finally understand what it means that we are all connected. Thank you for the unity between all of us. We knew the world has to change. Thank you for helping us to undermine everything and giving us a chance to build the world from the very beginning. This virus is part of us. It's between us, in us. It connected us all, either physically or energetically. Gratitude supports the immune system, but also lets us see things from many perspectives. And it's up to us which perspective we will choose, but best is to be aware of all of them. on the screen as we concluded so powerful I would love to know when you wrote that and how that poem emerged through you Mm. and what and if you knew that it was meant to be shared with the world immediately I would love to hear that process I was in Costa Rica we were spending there every winter with my family And as the pandemic and the informations about COVID were spreading, and then I think it was announced around the 10th of March or maybe a few days later. So I, for me uh, personally, I was sitting in the middle of the jungle in the huge house and with my family. And I was waking up every morning in the, in this jungle for the sunrise And I was just meditating, contemplating, and I was feeling, I was literally feeling what's happening in the air. And I wasn't so connected to it because I was in Costa Rica in the, in the paradise where of course everything was shut down, but it was so different from what I was seeing in Europe or United States. So I was literally experiencing it through my contemplation and And I was posting many things back then because I got very inspired. I was always very poetic. So I I liked this kind of expression. And I never in my wildest dreams was doing it with the intention of like, okay, world, (laughs) get ready, fasten your (laughs) seatbelt. It was, I was just sitting there. I just took a pencil and I started writing. And then as I wrote it, I actually posted it. I posted it first as a post. And no one even 
bothered. Like no one even looked at it. And then I think I read it to my family and they said, you should, like, they should hear your voice reading it. It mm-hmm. makes much more sense. And so I recorded it. I made this video with my friend and I posted it and I went to sleep. When I go to, <laughs> things never were the same in my life because I woke up to realize that half the, half of the world already shared it. And then for another month, there was the explosion of, of the second half of the world. And it wasn't how I imagined because it was really difficult for me. This is where I learned that I have to get familiar with holding things simultaneously, with having my dream coming true in the most spectacular and also surprising way. And simultaneously, I had, I think, one of the biggest breakdowns in my life because it was so overwhelming. It was so also, it was very emotional because as I was experiencing my dream come true, the whole world was in anxiety and fear and scarcity and with no money. And receiving all the love and gratitude was really a lot to hold. Like it might sound ridiculous, but it was, it was huge to get like, I don't know, five, 10,000 messages a day from people. And I didn't have a team back then. I was just alone and I had just these two hands. So it was overwhelming. The overwhelming Feeling was also coming from the guilt that I'm just experiencing something so beautiful and the people are suffering and that I am not, I have no right to celebrate it. Uh, And then the next thing was um, also feeling guilty that I was earning money from that because people were losing money. So there was a lot, but simultaneously I knew the gate is open. You know what you have to do. It's like you decided you had no plan. You decided to share it. It's gone. It's there. People know you. People love you. People want to hear your voice. There is like if you if you go back now, you will repeat the same story that you did a few years back with show business. So it's again like you did the whole circle. Now it's your choice. And I had to have this conversation with myself. It was really like serious conversation. And and I, with my shaky legs and hands and chin, I was like, okay, so I'm ready. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and since then I am building the, the, the empire of, of the wisdom that I'm sharing. And I built the last three years, I built it in my country. And now I'm ready for the whole world. Well, we have got, oh my gosh, countries that I've never even heard of listening to this podcast. And it was kind of a similar thing where it was just uh, this impulse. Like I just felt like I, I wanted to share my voice. I just felt there's there's things that I get to share from through my own lens and through this this place of humility and human experience and also recognizing my power and the power in everybody else. And 
what started out as just this little baby is just growing so quickly because the integrity is there and because I felt it. And that's what I'm hearing from you, right? Like I didn't, I'm not, I didn't do this to get famous or to have all of this, you know, how have all of these people, you know, having gratitude and sending me messages, which I absolutely love. I'm doing this because I can feel inside that there's this, this, inspired impulse within me that has this deep desire to support humanity at this time. And so you were just, and this is what it takes, like you being with yourself, being connected in nature, right? Taking your time, deep listening with a pen, with a pencil and a piece of paper, right? The simplicity of that is, is what it actually takes to know thyself and to actually get connected to what is your dream. So I love that you express that. And I also love that you express the humanity and holy shit, this was what I wanted, but I, I didn't realize, right. It's like the, the growth edges when the, when the ceiling becomes the new floor and the ceiling becomes the new floor. And then you're like, you don't really understand it until you're in the experience of it. And I'm sure also you did actually get probably some nasty messages or some people who didn't agree, even though there was an outpouring of people who really needed this and it was extremely supportive. I actually listened to this when your team reached out to be on the podcast and it moved me to tears. And I'm like, dang, I wish I would have had this (laughs) during those moments, even though I was in a place where, you know, I I took that time for myself and I had a very similar perspective and the gift and the medicine of what, you know, Mother Gaia was teaching us in that moment, still to be able to listen to that every morning to ground me into what I know to be true in my heart. So I'm curious, right, as you were a younger child and, and, and sharing and creating impact on stage and seeing the, the eyes light up of, of the audience, but being so impacted by negative comments, how was it when you did have people who didn't understand or couldn't hold what you were sharing with humanity during this time? Did it, did it hit you in the same way or were you able to move through that? This is such a great question because it was one piece of the whole lesson because people who are writing to me who didn't like my message were people who lost someone. Mm-hmm. And that gave me completely new idea about why people criticize, why people hate on internet. Mm-hmm. It really took me so deeply into actual understanding who are these people and what they are going through. Mm-hmm. So this one example showed me that In all the other examples, people who are writing things on internet, this is their way to handle their things, their emotions, their tragedies, their self-hatred, so many things. And I understood it and it really was a medicine as I could see that this is what is on the background of it. I could start healing it because beforehand I was actually, it was feeding my insecurity. It was feeding all these places where I didn't love myself. It was, ah, I knew it. They also see that, ah, they also hate it. Just like me, just like me, just like me, just like me. It was literally 
that only that and you know like it was a huge thing yeah so from from that moment it really struck me this is why they were and they were actually explaining me like how how dare I be thankful for that how dare you be using these words like can you please like stop it or explain it to me or explain to me how am I supposed to be grateful for that and actually I wasn't able to answer these questions because I also lost people in pandemic and it also left me speechless and from the bigger perspective it was still the feeling of like there are things in this life that makes that make absolutely no sense for humans there are things that we cannot even from the wisest people we cannot comprehend because they are so much there is so much pain in them or tragedy and still as humans like we have a choice what we will do with these situations they can kill us and make us bitter and make us numb and make us suffer and make us not forgive and make us feel in, and be in conflicts, inner and outside. Or we can f- literally force ourselves to make sense out of these things. And this is how it felt like I don't see that sense and I'm going to force myself to see this sense. Otherwise, I'm just going to collapse again. Yeah. And And it was a huge lesson because since then... Even recently, I had um, we had a wave of haters, and I found myself like again. I, I'm looking at myself a few months ago how I handled it, and I'm I'm really impressed. Yeah. I'm like, wow, who you became is is impressive because I didn't know how to do it a few years ago, and now I do. So there were these voices, and really since then, I have so much. Not compassion, but I have a bigger understanding of that. I'm looking of, on all the hatred in internet, in royal family, or in other for other you know celebrities, big stars, uh, politicians, or you know entrepreneurs. And I'm, I'm I, I studied it real. I studied it really deeply. And I have a really bigger understanding. And that makes me, I feel like an Avenger. I feel like nothing can stop me and nothing can kill me. I'm unkillable. <laughs> I don't know if that kind of word is exists, but this is how it feels like. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's interesting. I've been doing the same types of studies, right? I've been connecting with the energy and archetype of Princess Diana. I've been really, really just having a deeper understanding of yeah how the intricacies of what it means to be a human and and to like uphold an institution and i believe we're at a time right now where many institutions are dismantling and you know i lost my best friend when i was in college in a car accident and at the time like with immediately what what i was feeling from you right it's like at that time there's there's no like there's a place on a, on the grieving journey, right. Where the gratitude comes later, right. It's like through the map of consciousness, like we've got to feel, we've got to grieve, we've got to get angry. We've got to get frustrated. Then we 
come to a place where we become empowered and there's teachings that open up and there's wisdom that we glean and there's a greater, deeper understanding of the meaning of life. I'm in my early twenties, losing a best friend where all my friends are partying and I'm reading all these books on in reincarnation and like trying to understand like, wait, what happens when we die? Why her? Why not me? She left in one car. I left in another. Why am I still here? Where does she go? And then I started to connect with her and I started to feel her and I started to receive messages from her and it completely changed the trajectory of my life. So it's that same premise that you were talking about, like the gratitude. It's okay if the gratitude doesn't come right away. Yet every deep experience like that has a profound, like it's like a profound initiatory action that literally catapults us into this quantum leap of our life. And I'm not afraid of death anymore. And I'm not afraid of dying. And I communicate, I've lost several people and, and to me, it's the ultimate rebirth and, and I know how to connect now. And, and that's taken a lot. I've had a lot of death because I feel that I get to help people, right? Have more compassion for those that are hurting, have a deeper understanding of where we go when we die, not be so afraid to live on this planet, right? So thank you for sharing that because that's been one of my biggest pieces too is is when I get like a little, I call them nasty gram, like I get a little nasty gram and, and I sit with it by myself and I I actually move the energy on my own and I like let whatever it is, if it's guilt or if it's shame or if it's anger, I feel that. And then when I'm in this place of de- of like more compassion, greater understanding, not necessarily agreeing with the person, but like, okay, this is where the person's at. How can I, re- how can I reply from love while also being direct and calling them forward in their highest potential? And a lot of times people actually eventually thank me for how I responded and how I was able to have this conversation because I work through the wound because I knew that it had nothing to do with me. Sometimes they ignore me. Sometimes they'll eventually delete the comment because I think they have their tail between their legs or sometimes they get frustrated me with whatever it is. But I still feel like there's one little piece of like, that person, like I left a little imprint on their journey, whether it's conscious or not. Imagine if more people were like you and I (laughs) and just kept taking risks. So I think what you're showing us, right, is it's like, it can be messy. There's lessons to be learned. Like you still had guilt and shame and a lot of emotions of overwhelm that emerged during this up-leveling in your life. And it's what you asked for. So I want to go into, because a lot of what you teach on and speak on is perspective shifts. And, and you know, one of your topics is why anxiety is, is us dealing with our power. And obviously the coronavirus poem was about a perspective shift. So can you maybe support our community with how are you able to do that? Like, what is your secret sauce in continuing to say yes, to take risks, to be more visible, to expose yourself. And when things do rattle you, how do you continue to expand your perspective and stay grounded in the truth of who you are? I think my biggest tip is that I stopped being afraid of 
tripping over or of pain or of disappointment or losing money. It just, it just stopped being a thing. It was, and it wasn't because I was thinking, oh, what if I die today, tomorrow? It, it wasn't fr- coming from that place. It was coming from, even if I trip over now, that's still on my way to my dreams, to my plans, to, to where I want to go. So that really always gives me the perspective. And the thing is that I actually always had this gift. Since I was a child, I was so good in advising my friends and telling them about different perspectives. So if they were fighting with their moms, I would be sharing how I see this perspective from the other angles. So I had this gift since always, but it was difficult for me to apply it on my life and on my experiences, especially if there was a lot of pain or some kind of wounds that I was, it was touching. So for me, the whole journey that I went through, it literally also gave me the perspective on my life and on my journey. And because I was also learning a lot about manifesting and law of attraction and law of assumption, it also uh, took me into more scientific approach and quantum physics. And this whole, as you said, like it's a sauce, it's a mixture of many sauces. It just gave me a medicine that I am just now. And I can see that although my journey was so long, people can do it shorter, just like with your story. It's like you made it through and it took you some time. But thanks to that story, people are transforming through the story itself. So and and then it takes shorter time. They are catapulting faster. They are healing faster. So I am I am clear on where I'm going. I am clear on who I am. I am clear on my becoming also. Who I who am I becoming? And I'm I'm pretty bold just now, but I am that because I found out who I am and I am still boldly finding out. And and I think this is the thing that I would love to leave in in the whole audience, heads, hearts, and cells. It's like one day at the end of the life, at the end of our lives, we'll be looking back and doing a little bit of the rewind, um, the ta- rewinding the tape that is called our lives. And then we might be regretting things that we didn't do more than the ones that we did. And we will be confronting ourselves with all these situations that we were making excuses or judging or not forgiving or holding the anger, the bitterness or the anxiety, whatever you're struggling with. And then you realize like, gosh, so why was I wasting so much time on that? Right. So this is this is something that i had to realize also in my in my journey as i was also touching death and i was also exploring a lot of situations on the edge and it really shook me it really showed me like listen to me you have this lifetime 
you don't know how long it takes, but you can make it incredible and extraordinary, or you can make it miserable. So get yourself together because the answer is obvious and just make it happen because you can. Oh, I love this. Yeah. And that's, I've, I've always kind of like how you knew, you know, you were meant to be on stage and even just noticing with your friendships, like I've always been this being who's like, I just want life to be extraordinary. Like even Mm -hmm. in my day to day, just the magic and the wonder and the awe that I experience just working from home or taking my dog on a walk or even doing dishes, like the revelations, like we don't have to go. I love to travel. I'm Sagittarius rising. So I've been all over the world and I love that, but really it's in that day to day. And it's like, if you like, there's only going to be one Rhea and one Lindsay ever in the history of the universe ever again. There's only going to be one you. And so whenever I think about that, I it's like doesn't put me in fear, but it's like, okay, like you said, I all right, I want to do something extraordinary. Like I want to be at the end of my life and knowing that I failed forward and made mistakes and took risks versus just staying in complacency with the rest, you know, with the rest of the collective. And I do believe that those of us that are here that are creating impact, that are taking risks, that are going first. There's a reason for that because like you said, people receive that, people feel that. It's like people needed to hear your voice with those words, not just read them because there was like a connection that was much more deep and much more meaningful in the way that you gave that to the world. And I just think about the millions of people that you impacted and the ripple of that. And the ripple of that, because then they impacted people and then they touched other people's lives. And that's what makes it worth it. So I think my last question I have for you, because it's it's very clear that you are a creative, right? You like to create music and sing. And obviously you're a poet and I'm sure there's plenty of other ways that you self-express. But what I'm finding on this spiritual journey in, in human form is that creativity really is like the secret sauce, like creativity is really why I believe that we're here self-expression to be able to express as our own individuated, unique nature. So is there anything that you want to maybe share with our community around the importance of that or what you found in terms of your creative expression, how it supported you in knowing who you are on a deeper level, creating more impact and being able to self-express on stage and beyond? I love how you described it. Like it's literally that. It's like the self-expression is the drive. Is the drive for us? Is the motivation? Is the, the that something that gives us passion? That makes us, you know, alive and and eager. Like there is. I love this word. Like eagerness to live. Eagerness to love. Eagerness to show up. And as I'm looking back, it's almost like. Also as a Tantra teacher, because I'm a Tantra teacher and I've studied a lot of sexuality and Tantra and creativity is also very linked to our life force energy, which is sexual energy. And and it is natural. So what what, what I realized during these years is that it is natural and what makes it unnatural or what makes it that we need to take it out or 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 
um, make it happen, like wake it up inside of us is all that we decide to carry at some point, all the conditionings, all the ideas that we have about ourselves, about lives, about others, all the conflicts with other people, all the I am right, you know, kind of sentences, all the, it's almost like distractions. It takes us away. Like he said that, he didn't have a right to say that, you know, or um, gossiping or judging or in general, like really taking time and spending time actually for the things that that are just not about us actually. It's like every time we do it in the name of being right, we lose the energy, we lose time, we lose money, we lose everything. We lose and abandon, abandon ourselves. So for me, as I imagine how much things I could have done when I was angry with people that I couldn't forgive, I'm just laughing. I'm like, you could have done it all so much earlier if you weren't so busy, you know? So for me, creativity is something that is natural, that we don't have to find or we don't have to fight for. It is. We are it. We just need to get rid of these detractors and stop being so unfocused and so um, yeah, paying attention to, to the things that are that are out there and then we are feeding them. We're not feeding us. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And this is a world where there's so many distractions. And I love what you said, because what starts to happen when, and I just, I call it right density. It's like all the density that's kind of, that's in the way of that life force. That's literally just there mm-hmm. waiting to be rediscovered within every single being. And this is, this is where, you know, and I know that you, you speak a lot about abundance and I I would love to hear your thoughts on this as well, but right. It's like abundance is everywhere. Abundance is in nature, but abundance is our birthright. Right. And so once that creative expression, once that life force is just pouring through us, everything becomes more effortless, but not to say that there's no work, right? Like I work all the time, but my relationship with work is very different because I'm alive and because I'm on path and because I'm excited. And I imagine it's the same for you. And so this is how we actually expand our capacity for everything that we desire, right? Because it is our natural state. We've just forgotten. So there's beautiful beings like yourself who are showing us like, imagine the people that have all of this beautiful creation housed inside of them. That's just lying dormant, waiting to be expressed. And I am so excited for that world to just see people individuated, expressing, sharing in the way that works for them and and being that beacon of light for others. So would you say that there's a direct connection? This will be our last and final question than any final words, but is would you say that that's, there's a direct connection to your ability to cultivate abundance with this natural creative life force self-expression? Definitely. Definitely, because we, when we are focused on what's lacking, on what's not working, on complaining on things that are wrong, we point and we 
turn towards lack and deficits. And this is what takes us away from seeing what actually is there. So there are so many people conflicted with their parents. There are so many people conflicted with their exes. There are so many people conflicted with their with their um, company colleagues, you know? And this was something, it was, I think it was one of the biggest things, the forgiveness, forgiveness to my family and reconnecting, doing really huge healing in how I see them, how I perceive them, how I want to co-create with them because they are the closest people in my family and in my life. And I I had no idea how it's going to impact my inner abundance. We forget that this is where we came from. And we cut it sometimes, forgetting that we're cutting life force energy, that we're cutting the roots, that we're cutting something that is so supportive. And of course, we can live without that. I lived without my family for two years. I cut them and I said, you don't understand me. I get out of here. And I could. And I can see people that that can do that. But what you said about effortlessness, this is something that my family is such a huge part of because they are supporting me in the way that no one could ever because it's a different kind of connection, different kind of bond. So forgiveness was one of the huge things that I that made me realize how abundant I am. Yeah. already now here just from being yeah. and from there I learned how to forgive in general myself my exes my everyone so I'm also talking a lot about that because I can see how needed it is how we get caught in the ideas and then we suddenly see that our businesses are not working that we're unhappy and so forth the fundaments are broken so how what do you expect so i'm talking a lot about that i'm very passionate about seeing the abundance by actually healing things that we forgot are important yeah yeah and, and you've mentioned the the forgiveness piece several times and and i i agree um you know i don't have a single person in this lifetime that i have any grievances towards i've had clearing conversations or anyone I've ever had a falling out with, even people who have left this incarnation, this earth plane, um, I feel at peace with every relationship I I ever have, even if the other person doesn't want to speak to me anymore. Like there are some people I've had clearing conversations with, and I believe it's the end of our soul contract and I send them love and I trust and I don't harp on on my past anymore. And I think that's so important is, mm. is I don't beat myself up for the decisions that I made previously and in my in my younger years and one one piece that I would love to give our beloved community is if you don't feel ready to forgive live and in the flesh just doing it in your own time in your own practice in front of your altar just feeling what it would feel like to forgive and starting to notice that energy free up inside of you because Rhea is absolutely right there is so much energetic capacity available to you with all of the wounds and all of the pointing fingers and all of this person did this to me and all of these, these hurtful experience that happened in our past, but that all of that density 
it's directly proportional to the amount of expansion that we get to hold. And like you said, the effortlessness and just the lightness that it means to be a human. And again, Rhea and I, I'm sure we we have our experiences. We have our hurt. We have our moments. I cry more than I ever have, but I also am in, in bliss more than I ever have. I have more ecstatic experiences than I ever have. And I, I believe that that feeling our emotions is directly connected to our creative expression and also to have more compassion with humanity who are really doing the best that they can. So I just want to thank you for being so candid and your humility and just being so honest and in your integrity. I loved everything that you shared. So what are some of the ways that our community could could get in touch with you? We'll make sure to put everything in the show notes. And if there's any fun projects or happenings or offerings that you have right now, please feel free to share them as well. Mm, thank you so much. I loved being here with you and I enjoyed our conversation. So you can find me actually anywhere on uh, in terms of my speaking, it's Instagram, it's TikTok, it's Facebook. In terms of my projects, such as singing or codes, because I recorded something that is called codes, and it's coding our subconscious for um, for 12 different subjects, areas that I created. And it can be abundance, it can be health, it can be relations, love. Um, it can be freedom. So there are different codes and you can just listen to them and you can find them on every platform, streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all of them. So this is where you can find me and you can always contact me. And if you loved our conversation, let me know that you decided to get deeper with what I'm learning through messaging me. And I am, I am delighted. I love these conversations. I know they change our planet. So I'm really grateful that, that we did this today. Thank you, me as well. And yes, please reach out to Ria or myself. Share the love. If you found any support from this conversation, please share it with a loved one. This is how we continue to spread the good word across the planet. We so, so, so appreciate the love. And thank you so much. We'll catch you next week for another episode of Soul Shine Radio. Much love. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.